Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the Blended Life. And today... Today we're talking about truth-telling. When to tell the truth, when not to tell the truth, why is telling the truth important, and why is it sometimes not important. Enjoy! Welcome back. Okay, so where are we starting? <laughs> Truth telling. Okay. This is kind of a, a tough subject, I feel, because everyone is so into speak your truth, own your truth. And I think that, that yes, understanding that your truth can blow up people's lives, could end relationships. Yeah, but so can lies. I'm like, you know what, if... if if I didn't speak my truth and I was lying or holding something in, I feel like that could blow stuff up too. So mm. it's like kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah, I think one of the major discerning factors is I, I think when people speak their truth and we're blowing things up, it's because we're speaking the truth about how we feel about something. So we're leading, again, with feelings mm-hmm. and emotions. And feelings and emotions are pretty rational. Yeah, but if you ask me a pointed question (laughs) and you want to know the truth. Oh, yes. And I don't give you the truthful answer answer because (laughs) it's going to blow things up. Yes. Then what am I? (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, lie to me. I don't want to know the truth. Well, then tell me that up front, right? I mean, (laughs) Tell me I look good in this dress, right? right? I don't want to know the truth. Yes, that dress looks awesome on you, I'm not even wearing a dress. Oh. It looks great on you. Yes, but I've also learned as I've gotten older not to ask questions. That you don't I want. don't want the answer yeah. to. There's a lot of times where I don't I don't want to know. Like I'd rather just not know because I know who I am <laughs> and I know what I would do that information, you know? Yeah, you're like an ostrich, right? No, I don't stick my head in the sand. Oh, I was going to say the sand, but okay. I don't stick my head in the sand, but there's sometimes where it's like irrelevant and yeah. it's just going to upset me. I think this we can see in co-parenting a lot. Yeah, you know where else you can see this? is every area of life no social media i feel like there's a lot of people out there and some of you are thinking to yourself like yeah this might be me you know you go searching for something that you don't really like you don't want to find the answer to you go searching on social media like for like what digging you know say say maybe um your spouse's ex you want to know what they're up to or um you know what the what the other um or like an old friend, that or an old friend, ways or, with or a bio parent. You know, what's the other parent up to? We're you know we're mm-hmm. talking blended families here. Um, what's my what's my spouse's ex up to? You know, and or at the end of the day, or to? your ex, yeah, yeah, you know. And that's something I learned not to do a long, long, long time ago. I'm like, did you, you know, ever used to do that? I didn't. I'm like, I've but never I learned not to because to I'm like, <laughs> this is something I don't care about. Like if I if I really mm-hmm. want to know, you know. It, but at the end of the day, what's the what's the point of knowing this? Is this going to make me feel better about my day? Is this going to help me and my kids out or my family out? You know, what is is this just a rabbit hole that's going to take me down 
to a dark land that I truly don't want to be yeah, in. Yeah, so it's like a truth, right? right? It's what's happening that you're just like, I don't I don't really want to know that truth. Yeah, but, if, really but if people ask themselves these questions ahead of time, before they ask the questions or before they go searching or before they go down that rabbit hole, I think we're going to probably answer with ourselves if we answer honestly, like, I really don't want to know this stuff. So, like, just circling back to what you just said, you don't ask questions that you don't truly want to know the answers to. Because I expect the truth. I also don't. Va- <laughs> right. I don't. I don't value. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't value people just trying to tell me what I want to hear. I that does. I, That's I, being lied to. Yeah, maybe yeah. I, I. But I'm not looking for. If you asked me questions, I'm not that looking you didn't, for a fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you asked me questions and you didn't truly want the answer to them, yeah. you know, then that would just make me a liar. Right. You well, would make a liar out of me. One of the things about being married, which is really nice, the longer you're married with someone, uh-huh. is you learn what not to ask because you know you could probably guess the answer, right? Like if you mm. know someone's really honest about this and it's going to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Like, why am I going to throw myself in front of a train? Makes no sense. <laughs> Go to you know? New York. They'll do it for free. But I think <laughs> that's you. that's really cool about being in relationship with someone for for years is you get to learn about, you know, some people are just masochistic, right? And they just enjoy emotional cutting. Yeah. But, and you other, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And other people are just naive about it and yeah, just pretend like nothing Nothing exists, you know. If I don't ask questions, it doesn't exist. Therefore, it does not exist. No. (laughs) Yeah, and I think I'm like, no, it very much exists. And you just don't. I just, I don't, like, especially if it's something I'm struggling with. If it is a truth or a circumstance or a person that I'm already struggling with, like, this is really hard about um, small town. We did an episode on small town divorce or blending a family in a small town, and I think one of the hardest things is that everybody knows everyone. Everyone's friends with everyone. I mean, there is probably not there. We would be hard pressed to find somebody who didn't know at least one of the six of us. Yeah, I go to drop my son off at a pool party this afternoon and I have no idea where I'm going or whose house I'm going to. And we're pulling up and I see a shop with a bunch of fabrication tools and stuff. And I ask one of the other kids in the car, like, hey, who's who's this kid's dad? And he didn't know. And I said, I probably know him. And, and it's like, like sure a, enough. it's like a kid, it's a kid's pool party, you know, a bunch of kids from youth group. And he goes, no, he doesn't go to our church. You probably don't know him. I said, I probably know him. <laughs> and we get up there and sure enough, like, yeah, of course I know this guy. Yeah. Um, you know, but th- that being said, we had a conversation yesterday. I believe it was yesterday about your business. You being a blended family coach, you know, helping women find their truth and, and men and, and men adults in blended families. But <laughs> Part of it was you deal with a lot of people online. She deals with people like you guys listening to this, that if you need help in life, you know, just finding your truth and getting your way. Julie's the, the <laughs> one for your you. Getting your way. That's not, it, it, is, it is getting out of your own way so that you can have the life that you want right. and taking your power back. Because what we do know, and especially with truth, right, like we, we speak our truth to try to get away, to get our way. We, we want to speak our truth to convince our spouse, convince our co-parent, convince our, our children, our stepchildren. So we truth tell sometimes to manipulate, as weird as that sounds. That's and people. It's, it's human nature. Yes. And so that, though, is you are handing your power out when you have to tell your truth to get someone else to align with you. And what if it didn't matter if people aligned with you or not? What if you just attracted who your people are by the way you live? And the way you live and how you show up is your truth. So you don't need to wear your sandwich board and ring your bell. And that's freedom to me because it's exhausting. And this is like, again, going back to what I was saying about blended family, small town. Man, it is so hard in the beginning especially, and it still happens where people will walk up to me and be like, do you know what's being said about you? Do you know what I heard? <laughs> you should just smile and say, yeah, how'd you hear about and it? And I'm like, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that truth. Like that is something like that you were saying, like, don't like, I, no, I don't care anymore. I used to really care. She used to really I care. I used to really care because it really bugged me. Um, and now it's just like, 
this is n- same shit, new date. It's not. That's new. what I'm saying. You just smile. Say, like, yeah, I heard. I've heard it. I've yeah. heard it all. Um, my point of t- my point of view saying this though is so. dealing with you know even like the clientele that you deal with. Oh. You know, it's mm-hmm. super hard. Like dealing with people in, in a town <laughs> that you have to see them or you have to know yeah. them or you have past connections with them or future connections with them. Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been a blessing having you guys as an audience because it really like, it feeds, it feeds your business and you're able to help people, not just in our small area, but in, um, I mean, worldwide. Yeah. You talk to people all over the world. I know. So. I'm going to talk to someone from Australia this week. Oh, yeah. Hey, righty. One <laughs> well, my best friends is from Australia down under. How, I've never met them. <laughs> I'm okay. just kidding. Reese. Only, Hi, Reese. <laughs> um, that took her a minute. That <laughs> no, was an honest lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that not having to and, and being in a small town and people coming up to you and then, you know, it's exhausting Wearing your sandwich board, which weighs 50 pounds, and ringing your bell, and that wears your arm out. Like, oh, what's your bell weigh? <laughs> it's like it's a cowbell. I don't know. It's really big. It's tied around your neck. Um, no, I have to, you know, I have to. Make room for the pork chop. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's exhausting, though. And so what if that didn't matter? What if you could shed the sandwich board, you know, metaphorically, and, and your bell, and just it doesn't matter because you're living your truth. You are are showing up as the person you're you're wanting to be and everyone else can just go pound sand, right? It doesn't it doesn't matter. And there's freedom in that and that is what I help people do. A lot of other I help with a lot of things. But anyway, yeah. um so if you want more information on that, you can always reach out to me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I'm offering a free breakthrough session if you're a new client potential client and i At would love to speak to you yeah we'll see how <laughs> it goes later on um and so let's talk like what i wanted to do with this episode is i want to talk about honesty and why that's important honestly you do i do okay but then i want to break that down because i think we need to be choosy hoes <laughs> speak for yourself because when i think of honesty i think of vulnerability yeah and it's it's really hard to be honest sometimes about things that are really difficult. And in blended family life, we're having to deal with, you know, our spouse, our co-parent, sometimes our spouse's ex. So we might be have dealing with multiple co-parents, kids and stepkids. And when is it appropriate to tell the truth and how do we truth tell in each one of those relationships? And then when do we hold back the truth? And is that okay? And so that's kind of what I would like to get into. But let's talk about honesty and the importance of honesty. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is that honesty builds trust. Because honesty really isn't about agreeance or being like. No, it usually isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because I I feel that we have a very honest relationship. I feel... (laughs) Like truth, truth, no, truly. Just, like, you said about agreeance, and you were I, like, "Yeah, it's not." No, but the, here's the thing, though: is like, I don't think I've ever lied to you, and I you don't, don't think. No, I'm like, just I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, but I'm also like, I don't know how well that's truly served me either. Like, when you ask an honest question and I give you an honest answer, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just not the answer that you want. No. And I would say, sixty percent of the time, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. It's Never the answer yeah. all the time. You know what I will say though. That means more, like I I would rather hear what I would rather respect you and hear what I don't want to hear, than hear BS and find out you're lying to me and then I would never respect you again. My personality. If you lie to me, I'm just like I don't I don't respect you. People come over. Who's that honest man who sleeps on your couch? <laughs> Hi. You've never slept on the couch. No, but the chair's comfy. You've never slept on the <laughs> chair. You've never slept out of our bed. Stop. Right? No. Not, not because you've made me. I may have I may have slept there because I've been like sick and like not felt good. And uh, yeah. I'm just anyways off track. Off track. Um I probably would go sleep on the couch before you would. You offer to I know. quite often. <laughs> and I'm like, like why I'm would you? Would like I'm yeah. I'm, it's yeah, just being not because we're honest. in a fight, just because I'm snoring loud. Yeah, she was sick a few weeks ago, you guys, and and 
We apologize to our avid listeners who listen to us every week that we haven't been here. We started summer. The kids <laughs> went off to summer camp. And we were like, we're going to do this every week. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. kids came home sick, got everyone else sick. And it just became a spiraled roller coaster of sickness sickness, and not uh, not podcasting. So we missed a couple weeks here, a few weeks here. So we apologize yeah. to you guys. And just thank you for being back with us. Yeah. Um. But honesty builds respect, and I think it builds trust, and that that is far more important than likability. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean it has to be. It goes further. It does, but because I feel like you, it's fall- not as warm and cozy and fuzzy. So that's why you got to buy diamonds. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I think that's why you we have to. We need a close-up cam for your hand. I know. But this is why you need to work on your relationship as far as fun and connection. Right? Yeah. No? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, you work and work and work in the <laughs> diamonds, you guys. And diamonds. Not yeah. everyone loves diamonds. No. Um, but honesty, do you feel like if you had to put honesty in a top three, like, would it be on your top three values in relationship or in marriage? Like, where does honesty... Honesty is one of those things like, that I think, think? Um, everyone expects, but not everyone truly commits to. They expect it. We all expect honesty from our partner, people right? people really want it. No, but I think we all expect it. You know, you don't... It's It's one of those things, like, society prides themselves on the people around me. They're not liars. They're not backstabbers. They are... My ride or dies. They're all about me. And we are very, um, we're a bunch of narcissists, you peoples. We are. We want everyone to be perfect to us and treat us with the utmost respect and honesty and never cross us and only tell us the truth. And then the second that happens, like, boom, you're cut off. But at the end of the day, like you just said, do we really, really, really want all the honesty in all the world? You know? And... I think we don't. <laughs> we all we all talk like we do, but do we really? Like, do you really want all the honesty in the world? Mm-hmm. When, I, when you think about it, you're like, my husband never lies to me. Like, we, you just made a joke about it. Like, you think you have? You never have? Like, you've never lied to me? But it's like, what if I maybe in the past did because it was just going to make life better for both of us? For I, And I can't think of a situation. This is just metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> on the couch uh-huh. um but you know what if in the past i had i can't think of a situation but i'm trying to even think of like a funny little like something i could say you know like to make up but what if i have in the past like i think you joke lying all the time i joke lying what do you mean you joke about stuff mm-hmm. and either you're lying or telling the truth and then you hide <laughs> behind humor well, I hide. See, I don't hide behind thing. humor. I use humor I for everything, though. You hide behind. I'm going to make jokes at my sure. own funeral. You watch. Okay. Well, here's my thing. Like, do you use humor to hide the truth? No, I use humor for everything. I, everything, everything would be including hiding behind it. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, I guess if I was going to lie about something, maybe I would use humor. Yeah, but I'm and saying, be like, I oh, use, I was joking. Ha ha ha. Yeah, ha, but ha. I use. But I I'm use, being serious. I use <laughs> humor for. Trash talking, I use humor for flirting, I use humor for the bathroom, I use humor for this podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everything's funny. <laughs> I'm literally, like... You're the only one laughing, and then I just laugh. No. Just I kidding. mean, I used humor at our wedding. I'm going to use humor at whoever's funeral goes first. If I die first, there will be humor at our at our funeral. How do you even plan funeral. that? Don't you worry. It'll It'll happen. Okay. That's Don't very weird. Don't you worry. So honesty, like, and, and this is something that, so I offer this, I'm just saying this so it makes sense. I offer two different programs in my coaching business. I offer a three-month program and a six-month program. And then the six-month, when we get to the six, when we get to the second half of, like, if you do the first three months and then the second half is the last three months, right? During that second half of the six-month program, we talk about values and our value system, and we get to know what our – we do exercises about what do we value most um, personally and in life. Um, And it's a really interesting – it's really interesting what people come up with, and then we we create boundaries around our values. And that's a whole 
a whole, whole lot of work, but it's really, really insightful. And what I have found out with clients and even myself when I did this, and it's something you touched on just earlier, is that if we value honesty, well, really any value, integrity, um, creativity, whatever it is, if we value independence, here's a great one because I just did this with a client. A client values independence, right? Yeah. And this is, comes up often. Most clients, this is one of theirs, especially if you've been divorced. You kind of had to bend and you've had to be independent at some point. So you value independence, but what we find out is what you value for yourself, <laughs> you don't extend to the other person. So right. I value independence for myself. But I sure as shit wouldn't value independence for you. No, you, yeah, you right? don't trust me enough to be independent. <laughs> no, but this is not, not for you and me, <laughs> but, but this is what See, we humor find. See, you everything, you guys. But this is what we find in like. Right. So even if you find um, a significant other that val- has like the same values right. as you, how you interpret those values are oftentimes different. Like what does independence look like? And. I want it for myself, for, but not for you. So right. I don't. And that's, and that's what I'm talking about when it comes yes, to like honesty. lying and honesty. Yep. You know, you're thing. like, I want you to be brutally honest with me about everything. Never, ever, ever lie to me. Because but that's I want to be I able to lie to you. And not that. No, no, no. Because I want to be honest about it. <laughs> but I need to be able to pick and choose how I tell you what I'm going to oh. tell you. And it's not a lie. Omitting, but it's not the full truth. Okay, is, uh, here's something. Because yeah. this, is, this is like a philosophical thing. Mm-hmm. Is omitting. Where the, is your philosophical? It's in your throat, right? Yes, right okay. there. Is omitting the truth telling a lie? Admitting the truth telling omitting. a lie? Omitting. Omitting. Like, I'm not going uh, to lie to no, you, but I'm see? not saying it. Like, um, no. so so. Um, you see this with cheating, right? I cheated on my husband or I cheated on my wife, right? I kissed someone at a bar, if you consider that cheating. And I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. Do you consider it. that cheating? Yes. Well, good. I don't go to bars. Neither do I. Yeah, well. Um... But do if I omit the truth and I don't say anything, I'm not lying about it. Yeah, because she didn't know I was at the strip club kissing. Uh, oh, wait, what? <laughs> but that's so. This is a sticky wicket because when we come to honesty, is omission of truth like I'm just not going to say anything or bring it up? Lying. It's not lying. It's it's um, not. No, but it's something else. And I'm deceiving. Yeah, it's got it's got its own thing. It's not lying because lie. I mean, look up the definition of a lie in a dictionary. That's not what it is. But it's not honest. It's not good. It's, it's not, not lying, but it's, it's not honest. It's not honest. It's a bad thing. <laughs> it's right. naughty. It's naughty. Yeah. People are going to be all sorts of turned on now. It's naughty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guy walked into a bar. <laughs> Okay. Um, so yeah, even omitting the truth. And I think that when you're, when you're figuring out, so telling the truth or not, right. Asserting your truth or not, because if you're asserting your truth in your marriage and it's based even in your co-parenting relationship, children, really any relationship that you care about, if you're having really difficult feelings and you feel the best way to like, and usually it's selfish, when I want to tell my truth when I'm really angry, that's a selfish act. Yeah, because it's used as a weapon. It's a, it's I want to make you, someone feel bad. Yeah, it's used as weapons to hit people over the head with. Okay. And, and so that's very different than if you can pause for a moment and you have truth telling, like, say there were dirty dishes because both of our boys have dirty dishes all the time in both of their rooms it doesn't even matter it doesn't matter and every day neither of them are home right now they both did them before they left and there's dirty dishes in there i promise you you can find dirty dishes in both of their rooms. right so fact you know you you can you could approach that angry and feeling like i'm speaking this truth that it's so annoying and you're so disrespectful and but that comes from a place of anger i'm always angry they have dirty dishes in there for sure, and I know it right now, and my blood is boiling. Okay. But if you can speak to it factually, and, and so I'm trying to separate feelings from fact. And I think that, if you can separate feelings from fact, will really help you on your honesty quest, especially in co-parenting, because there's a lot of hard feelings in co-parenting. There's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of hurt, maybe, and pain, or maybe there's just 
annoyance and you just don't like this person and they trigger you. And this is the best co-parenting advice I can give you if your co-parent is a difficult person. When you are speaking with them and you need to be honest about something, separate your feelings from the facts and stick with the facts and be like, take the feelings completely out of it and it will serve you well. And I think that even in your relationships, I mean, there's time for vulnerability that, I mean, with feelings. That's but great business advice. That's how that's co-parenting I, is. I think of it as a business. No? Yeah, but think of it. Think of it in the in the past when I have had to deal with a di- diff- blah, 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 a difficult situation in business, and I'm writing an email pointed at something like this. That's what I do, right? Like I have to take you do. Feelings. I'm really bad at that feelings out of it i know you're like tell them this and i'm like i can't tell them i think i'm getting better i think i'm growing in that area yeah Yeah. but that's one of those things that you have to do and like you're just saying in in co-parenting and not even in your household in your household obviously do it but when you co-parent with the other house Mm -hmm. if you can learn to take that type of feeling out that has changed everything about my co-parenting situation Mm. that has changed everything about how i feel and how I operate and how I get angry or no longer get angry. Yeah. I don't get angry about co-parenting anymore. Yeah, because you're not feeding your feelings. I think when you lead with feelings, you kind of fuel the fire. And not that you can't get your feelings out, because I think that's really important. It just maybe not to the person that they're directed to sometimes. Well, yeah, that's why I have a wife. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> How do you get feelings out? If you're having difficult feelings about someone and you don't care to share that with them, what is something that you do that helps you like get those out? I think talking through. I don't think having anger and blowing up and throwing or yelling or any of the the, um, visual or verbal feelings, I don't think they're helpful. I think talking them out and talking them out with someone who's level-headed about it and not someone who jumps on your bandwagon and wears your sandwich board and beats your <laughs> beats your bell off. I think that it's better to jump on with someone, you know, and talk to someone that's like, well, you know, and just talks reason with you. Mm. It doesn't get es- doesn't escalate things with you. Doesn't ramp up and get angry with you. Yeah. You know. Well, this is this is good because a lot of people like to get a lot of men and women get with their friends. Yeah. And they want to truth tell. They want to truth tell what's going on in their marriage, what's going on with the kids and their stepkids, what's going on with their ex or their spouse's ex. And we want to just tell all the mm, truth. It's but so, there's so unhealthy because sometimes mm, you're going to feel that way. But a lot of times you're not going to feel that way. And now all of a sudden you spewed all this hatred, evil, and anger about your family to your friends. And that's the only side of them that they see. And now when that friend comes over, that's kind of all they know your spouse or your family as. You know, or they're around or the way that they're perceived when you talk about them. You know, it's not gr- it's not great things. And... Think about it like this, like growing up, if you have a car, <laughs> think of your family as a car. If you have this car and all you ever do is talk trash about the thing and you hate this car and it never runs right and you don't like it, but then your 16-year-old has a birthday party and they're turning 16 and you want to give them this car, they're like, I don't want this pile of crap. Get this thing out of here. And it could have been the greatest car ever. But that's all you've ever done. That's all you've ever, that's all they've ever seen about this vehicle and heard is just the negativity and now all of a sudden they don't want it around because they're like, why would you do this to me? Yeah. So. It's so true. And I've, I mean. You're all a bunch of cars. You're all a bunch <laughs> of cars. Yeah, but I think what else happens is you alluded to this earlier is that when you are talking to your friends or family even and speaking only your truth because you're not, certainly when you're complaining about your spouse, your ex, your spouse's ex, your kids, your stepkids, when, you, when you're complaining about them, and we've all done this at some point or another, but you're speaking one side, right? You're, it's a very one-sided thing. And I think this is, you know, um, it's hard because people will 
make a sandwich board to mirror yours and a bell that looks like yours. And they tend to take on your, your issues. And then your issues with people become their issues with people. And this is how people feel like they're in belonging with one another. And so now you have friendships that are just built on negativity. And that's a bummer, you know. And I will say again, in a small town, and I think we all, you know, in our own little worlds live in our own small towns, even in L.A., you know, your bubble is your bubble. And I think what ends up happening is that people really buy into one side of a story. Oh, um, 100%. And that's really. Turn on your television. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But in blended family life, that's hard because, you know, you're being bad mouthed and the person that's hearing all of your supposed, you know, faults and all of your, you know, all the accusations, um, it's all hearsay. And people are totally latching on to hearsay, which is might be might be one person's truth, but we forget that there's three sides to every story. Well, and we also forget too that a lot of times it's just no one else's business. You know, right. if you and I are in an argument at home and it's about something behind closed doors and we're arguing about something and I run to one of my friends and I tell them like, who are they to know our business? Who are they to know what my complaints are about you or your complaints are about me? You know, like, yeah, they might be our, our best friend in the world, but what gives us the right to air our laundry or our spouse's laundry or, you know, someone close to us to someone else. Like who are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So this is interesting though, because the truth wants to be heard. Right. And I always say it's about pain. Like when you're in pain, it wants to be seen. It wants like hurt wants to be heard. It wants to be seen. And so until it's heard, seen, acknowledged, it will come out one way or another. Mm. Um, and so I think that, so it's, here's what I want to say about that. Well, I'm just trying to figure out how I want to say this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that you do need to be able to have a safe space. Whatever that looks like. You're going to need to go up north and go to college, love. I'm sorry. We're sending you to a college. I think, I think that north. it's okay to have confidants, right? Like people okay. who have your best interest in heart, who love you, who want the best for you, to be able to share something you're struggling with, even with your spouse. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, but I mean, it's one thing to go around town and shit talk. Yeah, right. It's another to have, like, if you were to go to Scotty and be like, I'm struggling with Julie and here's the struggle. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like Give me my a good marriage. example. I don't know. So Come on, just one of them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. our, this is we're struggling through this. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be mad at that. No, I would but it's trust the way you that w- Scotty would, like, give you great advice however, because he loves us. However, you know? it's the way you approach it. Now, if I approach Scotty and I'm like, listen, man, she's being this blah, 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 and I just air my laundry about you and just trash talking you, that's one thing. Now, if I approach it the way... If I were to go talk to him or my mom, I confide in my mom quite often. Right. And I were to approach, you know, my mom and I have in the past about things going on. Of course. I we don't bring her only the issues that you are causing. I bring the whole situation. <laughs> what issues am I causing? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I bring her everything. Like what's our whole situation look like? What part of this do I play? And that's where I think honesty comes into play. Mm. We need to be honest about ourselves. Like we need to be honest about what role we play in a situation that isn't good. Because a lot of us listening right now have been divorced. And of course we always blame it on the other person, right? But we all play a role in that one way or another, whether we like it or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you left or you were left. or, Or you were cheated on, you know, like... I was cheated on, but doesn't mean that I didn't play any type of role in that part, in in the divorce. I played a role. Doesn't mean like I deserve that or. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. But you can see how your marriage unraveled. I'm honest about like what my, what my first marriage was. Like, was I a perfect stellar husband? No, I was, I was young. I was immature. I had some growing up to do. I had a lot of learning to do. 
Am I a perfect stellar husband right now? No, but I'm in a much you have better growing up to do. I have a lot of growing up to do, but I also have an understanding wife now who is working with me that I'm working with that is growing with me that we are growing together and we extend grace to one another. Now we don't go and lie to one another and don't ask questions we don't want the answers to, you know, but we understand that we are a work in progress. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of first marriages lack. They're like, well, now they are never, ever going to lie to me. They are never, ever going to (laughs) hurt me or, you know what I mean? They are going to be my everything. They're going to take care of my every need. This is going to be perfect. It's so idyllic. And it's such an idealistic fairy tale that we go into in these first marriages i would say my first marriage was totally like right was like i just yeah i thought everything was gonna be perfect and even as things were falling apart i still was like it's gonna be great like i I, you know (laughs) (laughs) she already bought the ticket she was on the ride (laughs) seriously yeah but you you know what i'm saying though there's a lot i think a lot of it comes down to us being honest with ourselves like yeah it's not I i shouldn't say never Usually, we play a role in some part of it, and we have to be honest with ourselves. It's really role, hard for people to see that. It's a very, very, very hard. hard. And just because we're honest with ourselves doesn't mean we need to be honest with everyone else. How long did it take for you to, I won't even ask what you were honest about, but I'm curious, like, so your marriage ended. Right. How long did that reflection take? Were you, Oops. until you were like. No, Immediately. Oh, you immediately? Mm. I immediately started reflecting. I immediately started changing habits and ways and doing everything I could. So many questions, but I won't ask on air. But, but I mean, but you got to see that like later on, like as we started a friendship, I I was doing everything I could to become a better person. You were doing everything in the beginning to keep your family together, regardless of what had happened. And part of that was honesty. That is the man you were. Everything that she pointed at me and said, you did this or you are not this or you're this. I'm like, okay, how can I learn from this? And what can I do to change this right now to save this? You really tried. Yeah, you wanted your family to stay together. And, and it was, well, and it wasn't a farce too, because all of that that I learned then, and yeah. that I went through then, I still apply to to my day. I mean, I I learned a lot by going through divorce. I I became, I came out of divorce a much 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 better person. I'm not saying like you know like kiss babies and spank grandmas mm-hmm. now. Um, but <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes only on Tuesdays uh, <laughs> and the occasional Sunday, but it has. It has forced me to grow up. It has forced me to learn. If not, I'm going to make the same mistakes that I did before. So if I didn't change then, I was never going to change. What about the new mistakes you make? Oh, well, you're here to stay, love. (laughs) Diamonds, baby. I think it's a really... Diamonds will fix a lot. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. Um, But there's, there's something to be said about you have to be able to own your truth. Like, you have to be able to... To know your truth before you can even know the truth of a situation. And I think that's very insightful and very uh, like a lot of wisdom in that, like to look within yourself first, because if you're part of a situation, you're part of a situation, right? You know, if you're in a relationship with somebody who betrays you, you have to look at why am I like how I chose, you chose to be with this person. And then you had boundary issues or there was something there that allowed, or you, you did something that let them think that this was okay. Yeah, or maybe or you just made a bad decision and just l- hooked up with someone that just wasn't a good fit for, like, truly what your belief system is. Yeah, but, like, we talked about with values, right? Like, in the beginning, we're both, oh, we both value financial success or we both value Christianity. We both value family. My goodness, you can start a lot, you can start saying that but you don't know what that means cuz it's a, it's very different to for a lot of people. talk the talk and walk the walk are two totally well, different things. You value things differently. Right. Like even if in title it looks the same on paper, right. when you get into it, I will say like this was gosh, and we really need to you guys. I keep it's on my heart to do some sort of like premarital blended family curriculum that Eric and I are going to do. It's it it will happen eventually because 
one day. This is this is so important because I will tell you the things that we struggled with in blended family life up front. The first year of our marriage was by far the hardest. <laughs> Which was so wild because it was so great up until like that day. <laughs> no, the honeymoon was amazing. Okay, the day after. <laughs> we got back and all like the 11 first 11 days later. <laughs> the first year was really hard. Yeah. It's very weird. But what I will say is that. The things that were brought, we did pre, we did, you guys, if you've listened to us for a long time, you know, we did premarital counseling with two different pastors. And not because we were forced to, because we were like, this is a good time. Well, like, we're to get learning. married in the church, we had to. Right, but we enjoyed it. We loved him. We, yeah. He it ended was up like, marrying it was a, us, too. Yeah, it was a good time. They both married us, by the way. We had two, yeah. <laughs> we had two people marry us. Them. <laughs> we had them marry us. Yeah. Um. But we went through two different curriculum for premarital counseling. And my goodness, on paper, Eric and I were like 98%. We were were like, we were, we, we, our heads were just like, we're the perfect match. Yeah. Like you could not get higher scores. On paper. Yeah. On paper. On paper, guys. (laughs) But then we came home and it was, it was a very different story because we didn't talk a lot about. We don't live on paper, you guys. We didn't talk a lot about the blended family thing. Right. At all. Yeah. At all. It was very pointed. It was like, who's going to wash the dishes? Yeah. And I'm like, man, I got a dishwasher, man. I'm about to marry her. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think in marriage, when we're thinking about being honest, a really good litmus test about this is because, like I said, our truth can blow things up pretty quickly, you know, because our truth can be harsh. And our truth, our truth, I don't believe our truth always needs to be spoken. I just don't. I think sometimes your relationship and your marriage is more valuable than your truth, in my opinion. Now, listen, if your truth is lurking in the dark, though, and it's always a shadow hanging over, and it's always just avoided just to keep the water calm, Mm -hmm. then I think that there needs to be a way to be figured out how to talk about that. So this is the litmus test, Right. right? I think it's very useful... To ask yourself, is this a hill I'm worth dying on? It's worth, is this a hill that's worth dying on? Because sometimes it's going to be yes, right? Like if you're having to, like, I don't like that you don't come home till five in the morning. I have a problem with that. That's my truth, right? Right. That's a hill I'm worth dying on. We're going to have that out. We're going to have this conversation. I am going to speak my truth. If your truth is that you don't like that they snore and they, like, it's driving you crazy and it hurts their feelings because they can't help it and it's embarrassing. <laughs> and you don't want to hear get the. Offended by it. You, you do. don't want to hear the audio that's recorded. Because <laughs> you told you blamed it on the dog. She blamed it on the little dog. I said, like, "Oh, he did it snore one night. He was sick too." I know. Everyone. Um, I told. I told the audience. Everyone got sick. Everyone the got pop pops sick. got sick. They did. But my point is, it's like if it's just if it's not. If it's not life-changing and it's just going to hurt feelings or it's just going to, like, there are times where it's just hurtful. And for no good reason, it's not going to change anything. There's a lot of our truth that doesn't gonna, isn't going to make anything better. You know, there, we are, especially when it comes to step-parenting, right? And I've I, we both have learned this. Like, sometimes, you know, it's no secret that Eric and I parent different and sometimes why am I going to speak truth into a situation that I have no power to change? And I know that it's going to be a disagreement, right? I don't agree how this was handled. I don't agree that this is allowed. I'm not the bio parent. And so I know that he thinks it's fine. So it's just going to cause a fight and nothing's going to change. So me airing my truth in that situation just makes life harder with my husband and makes me feel worse because now I spoke my truth and it's being dismissed, which I knew was going to happen in the first place. And I know there's a lot of you that's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I'm just like, this is the point where it's like, is that a hill worth dying on? Not really, because I'm powerless to change it. And really, I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not going to, like me just telling you to feel better it sometimes makes me feel worse <laughs> because if I yeah. speak my truth and right. it's dismissed. Yeah. Then you feel dismissed. And then I'm just more angry. Yes. About a situation that I was already angry about. Yes. Does that make sense? Way more angrier. Oh yeah. 
Do you ever withhold the truth in those situations where you're like, nothing's going to come from this? I don't know. I don't think I'd call it withholding the truth. I think I just slowly tiptoe back out of the way and just pretend like it never happened. Oh, you're an ostrich. She doesn't ask me. You know, you're an ostrich. No, I try not to be. I try to be as honest. But here's the other thing, too. And this is one of those things that you learn. You when, just it's it comes in marriage it or comes, divorce it or comes what? in age through all of it. Yeah. If you just live an honest life and you are just constantly aware of what you're doing and what you're saying and how you're behaving and what you're doing, you usually don't have to come up on these conversations. Do you feel like you need to question me often to get a truthful answer out that I'm scared to give you the answer to? I don't understand the question. Wait, say again. Do you feel like you need to question me often that I need to give you an answer <laughs> to something that I'm like, I feel like I, like I'm probably going to have to lie about it or I have to give you the hard truth about something? No, I just don't ask. Yeah, but even if you did, I live knowing that anything that I say, do, or anything that happens <laughs> in my life... You at any point can question me about it. It's kind of like the cell phone thing. I knew that was coming up. It's kind of like the cell phone thing. Yeah. That. If I need, if I'm like, hand me your phone. uh Yeah. At any point in time, I better throughout. It doesn't matter if it's day, night, weekend, holiday. If you don't trust something that I'm doing or you're like, Eric's up to something. At any point in time. And I've always told you this. You can ask me to hand me my cell phone. And you can go right in it, and you can look through it, and you can do whatever. <laughs> and that's I it. can do whatever. Well, no, you can't. Can I what? make me fake profiles and stuff? No, see, oh. that's you just being unhonest, and that just shows you the difference between you and I. <laughs> you would make a fake profile with your butt as my I face know. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you so would. I'd probably just use your face. Wow. Wow. <laughs> see, everything's funny, guys. Couch tonight. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's the dog. Yeah, I know. It's it's. I just think that there's sometimes people look for the truth to cause a fight too. Have you ever have you ever experienced that with anyone in your life? Oh, 100%. Or they're like they want to pick a fight because they're upset with you, yeah. but they want to ask you a question that's going to be the truth. But they already know the answer to. Yes, because they know it's going to start a fight and then they're going to yeah. turn it's like gaslighting weirdness. <sighs> have you ever lived that? How was that for you? It's not all right. Like people don't exist in my life now anymore. No, I try. You know what? I try not to to be around people like that. Like yeah. if I know people do this, and I really and I'm really aware when I'm getting to know someone and be around someone that if I see them acting this way and behaving this way towards other people, I tend to distance myself. You know, I'll still be nice to you, and I'll still be, you know, we can still be friends, but it, you're not going to be someone I hang out with. Like if I see you having issues and drama with other people. You're not my people, mm. you know, like who has time for that? I don't have time for that. I don't want to get pulled into that. I don't want to get wrapped up in that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, okay, we see each other. We're going to say hi. I'll be cool with you because I don't want you talking about me either, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I don't have time for that. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd literally rather be at home doing yeah. nothing. I have more time to do nothing than I do to get involved in stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest, the hardest part for me about, blending a family and divorce are the lies that just swarm our family or the lies that swarm our marriage. Oh, lies. There's a That's lot the of lies that are, that are spread about you, about me, about our, our kids, kids. about, about, kids. about it's our, insanity. our blended family. And. But, about our podcast, <laughs> you guys, uh, we get, do we get lies? We get talked about. Oh. Well, at least we're people and, you know want to talk about us. That's fine. And here's what I have to say to that. You know what? We are doing this not even for free. This costs us money to do for listeners, for people, for you, for us. We get stuff out of this. But at the end of the day, we are truly doing this, you guys. We're not trying to become rich and famous off this. I don't think we ever, ever, ever will. I don't think that. There, I mean, unless you're Joe Rogan and you sign major contracts, which isn't something that we're looking to do. We don't even monetize the show. We truly pay for all of this. But we do it because we are trying to start conversations 
for you guys to finish in your home. So we're trying to start conversations that's going to break the 70% failure rate of blended families and keep your family together and keep your family healthier and happier and living a much better life. And that's truly why we do this. So the fact that people talk about us and, t- and, and say things, I mean, you might ask me like, oh, what did they say? Honestly, I can't even tell you. I've been told that just rolls right off. I don't care. If you got a problem with our podcast, like stop listening to us, right? We have fun on here. We're not perfect. We aren't. Well, you're kind of a professional. I'm not really much of a professional when it comes to blended families. Other than I live in one, I've, I've dealt with this stuff. I have a lot of experience with it. And I truly believe that we can do better. I truly believe that we as people, any walks of life, any color of skin can do better. Yeah. And that's, that's the only reason I'm sitting here. Yeah. You know? And I'm wondering, you know, if you feel the need to tell, because I think with lies, there's another side to that. People might be telling lies because it, they don't know you. You know, even our exes have no idea who we are anymore, right. have no idea what happens in our home, have no idea how we parent. Like, our exes don't know us at all. They talk like they do. Mm-hmm. They have no idea who we are. It's been over a are. decade. It's been over a decade. But they, they talk like they know exactly yeah. who we are still. It's wild. They have no idea. And pe- But here's what I will say is that whenever I hear a lie, I always have to think about, well, it's their truth. As weird as that sounds, with every lie... It's somebody's truth. It's what they believe. And so when you hear something, I think if lies are happening for you in your blended family and you feel like that too sometimes, you just have to realize that it's their truth. You know, and that's... And even though you're what, part of it... That's on them? No, even though you're part of it, it's not even your job to correct them. Even though it's their truth and it's a lie about our about us or about me, or about you, mm-hmm. it's not my job to go correct them. If that's your truth, the way I'm going to correct them is by living out my best life, by living out the most honest, giving, caring life that I can and proving them wrong. Because you want to sit there and lie about me or live a, live a lie about me, it's very hard to lie about me when I'm living differently. And I think that's the best way to, to get your truth straight with someone. Right. Prove them wrong by being the best that you can. Don't do it for them. Yeah. Do it because that's who you are and that's what yeah. you do. But I don't let it change who I am. I don't let it yeah. change what I do. I don't let it change my actions and my behaviors. I'm like, listen, this, you talking about that, you talking about me, is just making you a liar. <laughs> because anyone that knows me, anyone that knows us, anyone that knows our podcast, like this is all about good. This is all about helping you guys. It's all about helping us. It's all about making us better human beings yeah that's true and that's that is the power of how you show up because when you show up authentic and you show up there's that like authentic and honest and you're you're showing up as who you want to be that is the greatest sandwich board and bell you could ever have right it's 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 and so I would shut your mouth and start living your life if you feel like because I used to be in that cycle of just trying to like plead my case and denounce all the lies and like and and talk about all the injustice that was happening and that's not right and that's not fair and that's not the truth and I was exhausted and then I just had to and and Eric really led me in this because that's how he lives like he lives unaffected by the chatter and I I saw we call it chirping (laughs) but there's strength in that and then it was just like I can be free from that and just like live out my truth instead of having to talk about it and it's way more impactful and the kids see it right kids kids because I feel like as a parent too especially if you have a parent who is talking crap to the kids about you this is the hardest thing with we talk to honesty and truth you know when you when your kids are coming home and telling you things that are being said to them about you from the other home and it's not true that's a hard that's hard to sit in that and it's hard not to be like well they're wrong and and that's a lie and this is the truth like you can go down that road right you could go down with we're going to explain away how this we're going to we're going to do a powerpoint presentation on how much bs is being spoken more effective is be consistent 
in living your truth in your home. Because I will tell you as a stepchild myself, kids figure it out. Kids learn the truth. Kids see the truth. They're smart. And you don't necessarily have to sit there and denounce everything and 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 again wear your sandwich board and ring your bell with the kids. You can just Well, that almost confuses the kids too, I think. It's just like having mom in one ear, right. dad in the other. And now the kids don't want anything to do with anyone. Yeah, it's it's too much input. And it's really confusing and it really is hard because kids really want to love both parents. And it's hard. And it's hard as a step parent too to hear these things. And especially step parents get talked so much shit about. So you just have to live honesty, honestly and your authentic life and live your values and be consistent. Consistency is your superpower because it's that consistency that kids are going to remember. They won't they might remember the shit talking a little bit, but they're going to lean into and remember how you lived. And they're not even going to remember. They're going to feel it because it's going to be their reality. It's yeah. going to be what they have lived and what they have experienced and then it almost backfires. It's a long backfire, but it almost backfires. Yeah. Before we before we wrap this up, I do want to talk about when you should not be vulnerable. <laughs> All right, give me your answer. <laughs> when do you feel like it's not safe to be vulnerable? Ever. <laughs> vulnerability creates... You're such a dude. <laughs> such a man. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it, it, yeah. yeah. Well, here you go, right? Yes. You should not be vulnerable <coughs> and give your truth away to toxic people. Right. People who you know are going to gossip. People who you know are going to turn your truth around on you. This is why co-parenting... You keep it to fact, and you keep it short and sweet. You don't give any room, as, as little room as possible, to assume anything or to twist anything. And I know some co-parents will take nothing and turn it into something, but at least you know that is all their issue. You've given them nothing. It's all lies. And so I think you do not, you do not speak your truth. You do not be vulnerable with people who are unsafe. And I think that's really good advice. And so you you know that with your friends and your family. And even sometimes, I don't think you tell your the kids the whole truth. You know, the kids in your home don't need to know your truth about how you feel about every little thing that's no, going on. No, definitely not. The kids are going to learn the truth as it goes on. The kids are having to live it also, but they're living their own reality version of it. So you having to tell them what the truth is, when they are living their truth almost feels like a lie probably you know if you cuz they experience like you're telling me mom is a certain way but when i'm with her she's i don't not like that i don't see that so that's really confusing so your truth like let kids love parents and figure it out for themselves well and like you said earlier you know when someone's lying about you their truth is that's their truth yeah. that they're lying so when you're telling a kid something different you're almost making it feel like a lie to them because their truth is what they are actually living yeah so. and so that's i don't think you be truthful truthful you, you with your kids all the time about everything well it's right? not that you're not truthful i think that you just don't need to insert your truth ins well yeah and talk about stuff right it doesn't need to you don't need to they bring don't your need kids into the gossip and you don't need to bring your kids into your marital problems <laughs> right some of them are just not age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, too, like, y your kids don't need to, they can see conflict and conflict resolution. I think that's really important to teach kids, actually, that you can fight and make up and be okay. But they don't need to know if you're struggling with their, you know, if you're struggling with an ex, and they don't need to know all of that. Right. All the drama. They don't need to be your confidants. They don't need to be your confidants. confidants. And I think that's really, really important. A lot. I think a lot of parents use kids as best friends to, like, break down all of the hurt and pain of their marriage their or their previous marriage and all the pain of and the d divorce and how hard it is. And, you know, I, I, I don't think that's helpful for kids. I think it makes them really sad. Um. And they they want they tend to try to take on your pain, and I think that's really really unfair. It's super unfair for children. So I would say that's a place not to be vulnerable. Um, gosh, we're given a gut for a reason. 
not talking. (laughs) 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 But like, you know, your instincts or your gut will tell you like probably shouldn't say this right now. Like timing's everything. So if it's not the time and place, like choose. If you have a hard truth, maybe you don't do it when you're out to dinner with 20 people. (laughs) Right? Right? Like not a time and place to be vulnerable. Maybe you don't do it when all the kids are home. Right? We have, we used to, well, we used to, we have, we haven't been walking in a while, but we used to save our hard conversations or things that we need to discuss about co-parenting or whatever, or each other's children. She wonders why we don't walk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'm done walking. <laughs> um, but we used to save it. We get out of the house and go for a walk, right? Because it's not appropriate for everyone's ears. And there's no distractions when we're walking with TV and phone and dogs or whatever. Right. So I think that, you know, if you have a gut instinct not to share something right now or it's not the right time or maybe it needs to sit so you can speak your truth and love. Because sometimes I think truth really does need to be spoken, but you're not ready to share because if you share, it's going to come off in a way that's hurtful and not. Or you're just super amped up and it's just not as important as you think you are and it, it, as it is. And I, I tend to do this a lot. I tend to just. Not sweep things under the rug, but sweep them off to the side because I'll deal with it later because it feels a lot bigger right now than it actually is. And later I'm just like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's not a hill you're worth dying on. We can talk about it, but it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's amazing how time does that. Time will calm things down. And if you do need to speak your truth, I think it's always important no matter who it is, even with your co-parent, speak your truth in love, right? And not... Not hatred, not disgust, not out to get someone, but let love into your truth, whatever that looks like for you. And just be gracious and understand that sometimes what you say is going to be hard for the other person to hear, especially if you're talking to your spouse about their child or how they parent or how they co-parent. You know, our egos are at play and we are all, the truth is we're all doing the best we can with what we have. I don't feel like people are just out to be a shit parent. Like, I just can't wait to do the worst job possible with these kids. But oh. that's how we come at our significant other sometimes, <laughs> right? Right. Like, imagine people signed up for that. They're like, yeah, I'm going to do an extremely mediocre job with these kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're all doing the best we can with what we have. Even your co parent is doing the best they can with what they have. And that will probably look different than your situation. And your best is different than their best. But if we can come at it a place, and and maybe that's what letting love in when we're truth-telling looks like, is just that extending that grace that even if something hard needs to be said, that they're doing the best they can with what they have. And letting that lead the conversation, you know, versus I just want to bring them down. I don't. I don't know if it's ever helpful to just bring someone down. And that's another place not to be vulnerable. If you're just out to hurt people, and I think we see this again in co-parenting, or even when our, with our spouse, when we're hurt, we want them to be hurt. Do I we, want you to feel the pain. Hey, now I understand. Thanks. But that's enough time maybe not be vulnerable when you're just wanting someone else to hurt. Because that is that is destructive. And like I said, we can use our our truth to burn things up, tear things down. And I guess that's a choice. Burn things up, tear things down, flush things down. Blast things. Blast things up. And we want to keep blended families together. Right. You know, and we want to build trust. The, The great thing about honesty, when you have it with your spouse and you can speak your truth in love, like even, even the hard stuff, if you can just be, like, I love you and see your spouse as not the enemy, but, okay, Eric is looking at me with a really weird face. I, why would you say that about my face? <laughs> but, you know, if you can see your, your spouse is not the enemy, I, I tell my clients, and you guys, if you're my clients, you're going to laugh when I say this, and so I, somebody's probably going to steal this idea, but we're still going to make it. The sandwich board idea? No, it's a t-shirt idea. Oh. But I want to make T-shirts and send them to my married clients that says um, not the enemy. And then when married people talk to each other, they have to put on the T-shirt so that they're actually seeing that they're not the enemy. Like, I'm not the enemy. You approach things much different than me. I would give boxing gloves and fill them with 
sand? Yeah, or concrete. Yes, this is why you're never to be trusted as a therapist or any counselor, therapist, coach. I'd be I'd be more like a therapist off. That's what I'd be. Oh dear God! Thank you guys for being with us and watching Julie prance around with her sandwich board (laughs) for the last eight minutes. All right, I'm done. (laughs) Oh, now now she's done. You guys, we're done here. It's over. (laughs) Thank you guys for being with us and all of our crazy stupidity. We have fun with this too. Not only do we want your blended families to stay together, but we want you guys to have fun too and just be silly and stupid like us. Like you. <laughs> like me. <laughs> be silly and stupid like me when you grow up, you guys. If you don't follow us already on social media, it's not as silly and stupid as me, but it's as serious and thoughtful as Julie. So follow us on all the socials. <laughs> <laughs> We're and like yin and yang. We balance each other out. Yeah. I need to be more light, lighthearted, easygoing. No. Just be you. (laughs) Be your truth. Okay. Goodbye, guys. I can't. (laughs) Thank you guys for being here with us. Bye. We'll see you next week. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.